You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. What's good, Chiefs Kingdom? What's good, Kansas City? We are back for another week of Players Only. Just like we come each and every Thursday, 6 to 7 p.m. Here on 610 Sports, players only. I am Danon Hughes. You can follow me on Twitter at DAHughesGuy83. And Instagram, Danon Hughes on Instagram. And I'm here, not alone, but pardon next to me. Give me steam music. That pick six. Yeah. Yeah. Man, you see how I set you up, man. You can't say you got no, you, you got a lot of contacts in the community. You do a lot. A lot of works, a lot of charity here in Kansas City. Sean Barber. And you can't tell you can't tell nobody that they set you up better than me. You can't tell no and first of all, stop taking credit for B dub, because I know B dub produced it. Who oh you gonna diss Julio oh, to Julio his face? I thought B dub Come on. Oh, oh. We might have to go to a media commercial break Julio. and change the format of this show. Turn his mic off. Dang, yo. You who turned it on? That's what I want to know. It was mm. like a sabotage. You just messed up a whole good open. You no, could have, you could have, you could have rode that wave right quick. Hey, man. Here I go, all that, and you just gonna talk about B Dub. People ain't even on the show. B Dub, my brother from another mother. So at the end of the day, listen, I can get B Dub love all day long. Oh yeah, that's right. Me too. All right, that's Sean Barber, aka Barbershop. You can follow him on Twitter. You still got you got MySpace too. <laughs> I do got a uh, Yahoo account though. <laughs> you gotta, I am, hey, I still, still got AOL, so I ain't even gonna front. Nah, don't See? front. I know All you right. got you open. But we are here. Obviously, it's a joyous Thursday because we are coming off a huge win. The Chiefs. Hey man, hold up. Speak for yourself. Don't ain't no joyous nothing, man. It's Raider week, bro. Don't even. Well, I, nah. I mean, I'm trying to at least start on a high note because I I know the scowls gotta come, man. No, I'm already scowling, bro. I got my focus. I'm laser focused. It's been ever since whatever Monday. So we, so Monday morning, I woke up, got out of the bed, I put my feet on the ground, and I felt a little tremble. So we can't said, talk about we can't man. talk about the Bucks game. Is that too far back? Again, it's Raider week. You, I mean, I can refer to it, and I might give you a little something, but just a little something, little something. You know, All right, little can we at least tell something. them that the, the phone lines, the Jay Southland Tow Service text line is open nine one three five eight six seven six ten. Can we at least tell them that? Can man. we say can we say some good stuff? You can talk well. I'm just talking about when you ask me talking about me when I talk when I talk speak say something. I, talk speak all that. <laughs> it's Raider week, bro. 
right, hey, rate a week, make your make your vocabulary go to left. Sometimes and make, I do. Hey, make my voice get high. I know you about to say that. You go, your voice get high like Mariah Carey. You gonna be, be over there? That's all right. People think they want to be in the locker room until they actually hear us go back and forth for a while, and then they realize like, what are we gonna do with this? And could you imagine like? Like people, I don't think people realize that this would be like three plus hours oh of this goodness. every single day in a locker room. Every day, all day. That's how it would be. And Twice we didn't even Sunday. play together. Yeah. We weren't even in the locker room yeah. at the same time. So imagine if we was. Yeah, it wouldn't have been good. I would have been doing, I would have been playing pranks on you all day. Uh-huh. I would have been like, See? like I would have cut your shoe leg. Like I would have, here, let me give you some of the things I used to do. Okay. All right. So I, I cut the shoelaces of teammates cleats but you don't cut them all the way you cut them so that when they pull them they break because mm. ain't nothing more frustrating than you running out to practice you're almost late and you're pulling your shoelaces when you get on the field and the shoelaces break that's childish yep how about, how about vaseline in the shoes and in the helmet that's childish yep so uh, shaving cream in, in the cleats that's beyond childish here's the best one you know they have the stack of towels like yeah. for all the listeners out there you go to the gym you know, a fitness club, you got a membership. If you take a shower there, there's usually a stack of towels or there's a stack of towels in the locker room. Mm-hmm. You go and you pick out one, not the top one, but like 10 down, 6, 10, 12 down, and you put either shaving cream inside the towel or you put powder. Mm. So that when what's the, you come out, come out of the shower, you grab the towel, you're ready to shake it open. I go back in the shower because you got shaving cream or or powder on you. Now, see, I don't know, but I had things I needed to do after practice, so I don't have time to be taking three, four showers because guys like you playing around and stuff. So I, we probably well, you would make time. No, you I, wouldn't have a choice. Like, again, no, <laughs> you no. See, that's that's your problem. See, you out there playing games and stuff. We gonna have to have a discussion beyond the games. Like, listen, man, like all that childish stuff. We have to. Well, you go what we me me and you be like Jordan Poole and Draymond. See, now, ain't nobody even talking about them. Dudes. See, you gonna be all violent. <laughs> that's that's why we can't get nowhere. Balance. That's your answer. Balance. But we gonna. I don't care what you say. We're gonna talk about this Bucks win because that was big. It was retribution. It was revenge. It was everything we talked about last week in quarter four about getting down to Tampa Bay and making things happen, establishing the 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 tone of the game mm-hmm. from the onset. Uh, you know what we always were taught is you uh, express your your. Uh, you express yourself from the onset. Announce your presence with authority. And that's what the Chiefs did. They came down there, and people might say, well, if it wasn't for the fumble on the kickoff, well, somebody caused the fumble. Yeah. And it was somebody in the red jerseys, not in the pewter or white and pewter jerseys. So we announced our presence with authority, took it personal. Uh, I thought the Chiefs did an outstanding job in all three phases of the game. They they had retribution not just from the Super Bowl, but also from the previous week against the Colts, where special teams was definitely the Achilles heel of that game. We lost a game against a team that we, we could beat nine out of ten times. We just happened to lose that one, and they bounced back. And I thought it was a phenomenal effort, and when you – you talk about the trash talk. I heard you and C Dot talking about Shaq Barrett trying to clean up the trash talk. He knew doggone well what he was talking about. <laughs> Everybody knows what they're talking about when they talk trash. Because here's the thing: if he didn't mean it like that, he would have said it right then 
after he said, oh, that came out wrong. I didn't mm-hmm. mean it like that. You don't wait until after you get whooped because here's the thing. If they would have won the game, he would have never came back and said, man, I was just trying to rev my team up. It wasn't trash talk to the Chiefs. He would have just been quiet and laughing. Yeah. So he knew exactly. We all know as trash talkers what we, when we talk in trash, when we being sarcastic, and when we're not. And in that situation, I went into the locker room after the game. I did the broadcast. I go down to the locker room, and I'm looking for players to interview. I went right to Andrew Wiley. I went right to Joe Tooney. I usually do three. Get three players interviews post-game. Josh Klingler, he gets a few. Dan Israel's in there. He gets a few. And then they, then you have guys that go to the podium. So if you listen to the game on 106.5, you will hear post-game interviews immediately, and those are usually run by Josh, myself, or Dan. And I said, I got to give love to the O-line. So I went right to Joe Tooney, right to Andrew Wiley. First of all, they didn't even realize they ran for 189 yards Mm-mm. in post-game. And the smiles that were on their face when I told them, like I, I gave them that information. How do you feel about rushing against this so-called vaulted defense, 189 yards, and the first thing they did was smile? Yeah. And as much as they would have liked to say, yeah, Shaq Barrett, shut your mouth, Everything that they said, if you go back and listen to it, was basically that, just in a more, just in a more clean way. Yeah. And that tells you that this team has the capabilities of that. And, that, and I want to talk about that more later in, in quarter four when we're talking about this Raiders team. But that's the thing about when you're able to produce to that level, you've set the, you've set the bar now. Like, the bar is not what you did against the Colts. The bar is not what you did against the Chargers or the Cardinals. The bar is what you did most recently against the best defense that you've played thus far. So the expectations go up to the bar. And I think this team is ready for that. But defensively, they've been standing out. Like, the team had negative three yards rushing until they ran the ball again in the fourth quarter, and they ran it for six yards. So they went from negative three to positive three, and that was it. Like, there couldn't have been a better defensive play, even though they scored 31 points. Like, like I heard my man Shannon Sharp talk about empty calories. The yards, <laughs> the yards that Brady put together, the, the points that they put, they was never really within a score, and it, everything was empty calories. And unfortunately, that might knock the Chiefs' defense down as far as rankings, points scored, points against, yardage, et cetera. But it was all empty calories. And at the end of the day, man, you can keep those rankings. I tell C that all the time when he's looking at his little black box, his computer, and wants to bring up who ranks <laughs> where. I'm like, man, put the tape on. Let's watch him. Watch it with the shoulder pads on. Let's watch him hit. Let's watch him fill gaps. Let's watch him cover, make plays. Has he ever taken you up on that? Because you've been for talking years. about that for years. About let's watch some film together. Years. And he won't. He won't do it. He swear. Like, man, next week, Barbara, we're gonna do it. next. <laughs> next week, man. Just like your Chick Fil A. Man, don't see. You trying to make me go out there and cut his tires or something? <laughs> that street justice. It ain't only for the locker room, man. It's, 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 now it's on the station, so. I mean, the Bucs, had a, they had a game plan. They tried the intimidation factor, and obviously it didn't work. They tried to, you know, come after the bully and, and, and you know, all that. In my block, uh, bullies get bullied. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was good until the ball got kicked off and you had to go play some football. And then we started to punch the ball out. We peanut tilted it out. We got it. We got our offense up. Offense drove the field, got up two scores. And ever since it was two scores, they went strictly to the passing game, and that fed right into the hands of the Chiefs' defense. Uh, hats off to those guys. They just they controlled the game 
Um, the, controlled the line of scrimmage. The trenches was owned by the Chiefs' offense and defensive line. Um, man, uh, the guys that stepped up in the secondary, phenomenal game by the by the Chiefs, uh, putting those clamps on those guys. And, and then, listen, man, the, the couple balls that uh, Mike Evans got, um, man, you just got to tip your hat. Sometimes the ball's in the right place. You got a quarterback like Brady. He's going to put it in some some really hard places for you to defend. And if you have a receiver like Mike Evans who can – you know, body position and get himself in position to make those plays. Sometimes it, that, that's, you know, that, that's part of the game. But in the totality of the entire game, when you got 41 points being put up on the what we thought was the number one defense in the league um, and what they thought was going to be a, a physical battle, they're going to intimidate us, they're going to take – you know what he said? That's the same offensive line from that. They, they treated it like it was the same. Well, obviously mm-hmm. it won't. It wasn't. <laughs> so they must, they must, I don't know what kind of film study they was doing. And he but added, he added a, a little giggle to it because yeah. it was a video. It was a, it was a press conference. He's like, yeah, they, yeah, they're the same defense. I yeah, mean, same like, offensive line. Like, why y'all even talking about them? We're going to do it to them like we did last. Like, mm-hmm. what you mean? Like, this is, this is the status quo. This is how we handle business against the Chiefs. Okay. So that was a revenge game. And some people might say if the text line is open, 913 586 Seven six ten. Before we go to break, some people say, "Well, it was a Super Bowl. It was a bigger game." I will tell you that I, I fly down to the games with Mitch Holtis, Dan Israel, and the rest of the radio crew. Uh, we are on the team charter, so we go. We on the buses. We go right to the hotel. We go to dinner, and I will say that the Buccaneers fans are probably the most obnoxious fans that I have encountered. Now that's. That's strong. That's a strong take because we know what it was to go into the black hole mm. and at the Raiders as players and Buffalo. They sleep. People sleep on Buffalo. Buffalo are some obnoxious fans as well. We'll see them in a couple of weeks. But the Bucks are kind of getting to the top of the top of the ranking for me because we went to restaurants. People were, you know, well, hey, how about the Super Bowl? You guys down here for another whooping, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, man, I just want to get a steak. Like, I mean, <laughs> the game is in 24 hours. Like, like, do we have to do this? And I'm there with Mark Donovan and uh-huh. Kim Hobbs and all the people from the Chiefs. So I can't say nothing. But, you know, deep down inside, it's burning in me to talk trash back when somebody talks trash. So I got to be professional. But they are obnoxious. And even though it was the Super Bowl versus another regular season win for the Chiefs, I feel like there was retribution. I can go back to my days. You know, the question comes up on a text line, and we'll get to more on a text line about revenge games. Did we ever have revenge games? Real quick before we go to the break barbershop, you ever had a situation where you, from a previous year or previous years, you were looking on the, on the schedule when it came out, and it was like a revenge factor that got you to a different level? I, I'm gonna say I was a very emotional player uh, when I played for the Redskins yep. that are now the Commanders, and so you know those first four years of in in the league, I was I took a lot of things personal. I took I took like I took receipts, and so all those games against the Cowboys, um, Nate Newton and that that offensive line, and playing against Michael Irvin and and, and uh, uh, it, it was it was it was impossible for me not to see them that second time in the season and want to and, and just destroy them and, and, and have all this rage against them. But what I realized is the more internally I let that build up in me, the worse I played. The, the more I let that rage and that revenge factor. Trying too hard. Man, I just, I just I wanted to take somebody out. I wanted to take Emmitt Smith out. I wanted to take, you know, one of their receivers out. I just wanted to uh, – Terry Glenn. I mean, whoever was the, 
the, the targets of that day. I just wanted to like go up there when they won't look and just take them out. <laughs> and, I, and I realized that was me putting the, the, our defense at risk of giving up a first down or a big play, keeping the drive going because of a way I felt personally about this team. And so during the week, man, I just spent a lot of USA, a lot of time and some <laughs> meditation just saying, hey, man, it's just another game. It's just the next game. It's, it's, it's one tough. of 16. Tough to do. Uh, but just on a human level, man, you just you do. You take receipts. Man, them offensive linemen, they, you know, they do these reverses where the offensive linemen wheel around and they mm-hmm. come from behind you and end up on the back of your knees and stuff. And you get up looking at them and they're like, man, I'm just doing my job. And I'm like, bro, you're trying to end my career. So it's hard for me to look at that guy the same way the rest of the game and not want to. You know, and, and act some sense of revenge or yeah. retribution on it, but um, I'm glad you ain't you didn't you didn't nah. throw no haymakers and stuff like that. I, I would yeah. say revenge game, 1996 playoffs against the Indianapolis Colts. We got a chance to play them in the '96 season. Everybody knows the Lynn Elliott game where we lost in the playoffs, and we had the chance to play them at the end of the season the next year. And I think everybody looked at it, and everybody tried real hard. Because of that revenge and retribution, and we wind up losing that game to the Colts again. So it's one of those situations kind of like you where sometimes that that trying extra hard and taking things personal can work against you. Fortunately, our Chiefs, it worked for them in this game, and hopefully we can carry that momentum into this week's Monday night matchup against the Raiders. When we come back, we got the fire pit, hot fire, spitting fire, second quarter of the show. We're going to tackle some of the texts, and we got some hot fire topics that we'll tackle as well. Bono looking to pass the football, throws in the middle, passes cut, touchdown Kansas City, touchdown Chiefs, touchdown Chiefs. Damon Hughes took the bullet over the middle from Steve Bono. First and ten for the Chiefs at the 14 of the Steelers. Halfback pass, Marcus Allen right side, touchdown Kansas City. Expert analysis, news, and views from Chiefs Radio Network color analyst Danon Hughes. The so-called number one defense in the NFL that hadn't Now, real anybody. quick, before you even say anything, can you now understand why I thought it was B Dub? Well, B Dub be doing his thing. He be producing some. He, he's like you know Puff Daddy of the '90s. He's, he be producing some hits. Yeah, he got his hands and everything. Yeah, so yeah, I get it. I get it. You but know you what did. Mean? But you dissed my man Julio right I to his face, know, bro. I just was said, looking right at Julio, and you said that I was grooving, bro. I was doing my dance. I was hitting my dance and everything. Man, and I, I just I remember. Get, I remember hearing. I said, like, man, I could have swore I heard B Dub's voice. In the middle of the, but don't try to clean it up now, man. We're in the second quarter. This is Spitfire, hot fire. That was my first fire pit. That wasn't no hot fire. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna have a sound. If you, if you, if your fire take ain't fire, we're gonna have an alternative sound. Don't make me start judging you. I'll see. I'm so I'm gonna give you the platform. To, hey, the Jay Southland Tow Service text line is open nine one three five eight six seven six ten. The phone lines as well. The second quarter, you know what it is. Spitfire, Barbershop. Hey, man, if this was a rap battle, I would be taking the microphone from Dana, spitting fire into a hot fire, hot, my, my 16 hot bars, and then I'd drop the mic in front of him and say, now you can do what you need to with it. But we're going to start this spitfire, hot fire take like my man M did on 8 Mile. Rabbit. <laughs> None of these guys know about it. Be Rabbit. <laughs> No, man. At the end of the day, man, my hot take for the week, obviously, it, it surrounds this the tragedy that was going on in the NFL when it comes to it, man. This yeah. quarterback was 
obviously hit, had a concussion, came out wobbling. Somehow he comes back out in halftime and continues and finishes that game. And then on a short week, he's back out there Thursday night football and has another head trauma that leaves him, man, looking bad, man. I, I, can, I can feel for that brother, his family and all the guys and, and family to care about him, seeing him in that position with it, like loss of his limb movement, motor movements and stuff like that. Man, that's, that's not the image of the NFL should pride themselves on. And, 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 yes, I know a doctor got fired. Somebody, you know, jumped on the landmine and took it for the team. But it's, it's, a lot of, it's a lot more people that saw that. It's a lot more people in that organization that signed off on him playing. Yeah. And, and I, I think a lot more people should be held responsible than just that one doctor when it comes to something like that. So that's, that's what I wanted to talk about. That's what I feel like is heavy on my heart right now. Yeah, real quick. Uh, there's been some commentary about players and if players should have intervened. I don't know if you've had uh, head trauma or concussions back when you played. I had about 18 of them when I, I, can, I can count back. And there was never a player, teammate. They love me. I still have, we still have great relationships with our yeah. teammates through the Chiefs Ambassadors and everybody that stays around town. We got alumni weekend coming up when one of my teammates is going in the ring of honor, Kimball Anders. Uh, still a lot of love there, but in those times, players didn't nearly they didn't intervene with other players and your injuries. Like you just kind of went about your business. It, you are your own corporation, and you handle your business accordingly. Uh, I know one of the scarier moments of my career is uh, I lost all feeling in my body, went and hit somebody on special teams against the Colts, and fell out and lost all feeling in my body. And the first thing I thought of was, dang, how am I going to finish this game? Now I wind up obviously getting all my faculties amongst me and getting my feeling back. It took a little while, went to the sideline. I got smelling sauce, ice bag, and two Tylenol, and I went in on the next series. Mm. So in these protocols, it's scary, and definitely the prayers are out to Tua, but a lot of times we gotta we gotta protect ourselves. We gotta be protected from ourselves. Yeah, we all. I mean, we all go out there with that warrior mentality. I remember when I was with the Eagles, um, we took the train up to New York to play the um, the Giants. And, hey, y'all was cheap like that. Oh yeah, every team. Yeah, like that's the the beautiful thing about playing for the Eagles is you took two train trips up to the Giants and then you took the train trip down to D.C. Uh, to play the Reds, the Washington Commanders. At I guess what they call now. But so both of those trips were train trips. Um, so I go up there and play in the game and somewhere during the game, I hit my neck a little bit weird. And every time I straightened up my neck, I would get a spasm. So I'm basically sitting on the train ride. The second half, I'm holding my head with my right hand down to my right shoulder to create enough room for my nerve in my neck to not act up and not feel this shock pain sensation to go down my back. So I'm on a two hour train ride, holding my neck to the side um, so I could make it through the, the the train ride. I get home, man. I couldn't sleep all at night. I wait, basically sitting in the chair, sitting up with my head tilted to the side, trying to get some rest. Only to get to the facility, have to go see a neck specialist who gets me a cortisone shot to try to calm that nerve down in my neck. Um, but then, obviously, you know, uh, two weeks later, I'm back on the field, and it flared up a few more times throughout the season. But you just, never thought about not playing. I thought about not playing, but then I also thought about the guy behind me. This was a contract year. If he gets in there Does and balls work. out, then I'm I'm done. Yeah, many factors so, go into play. Yeah, the, 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 the factors that motivate a guy to play, obviously, is job security. It's family security. Like you said, it's your, your, your chicken, 
your mentals. Man, yep. You got to weigh all those things out. And unfortunately, I don't think that um, any any player would like to let injury take him off the field. Yeah, and it's a tough man sport. And if you have a pers- perspective of what tough is, that's going to propel you through certain things, whether it's an injury, uh, ankle injury, a head injury, you know, precautions or other things like that. Uh, it's a dangerous sport, but uh, they have to be better. Everybody has to be better in how they're handling it with players. My hot fire take deals with off the field. You went on the field with Tua. I'm going off the field. Antonio Brown, not in the league anymore. Probably shouldn't be talked about because he's not a player anymore. But the 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 craziness, the idiot actions <laughs> all off the field no. warrant at least a comment from me. And when he's in Dubai, if you want to roll the dice in Dubai and exposing yourself for whatever reason, you want to roll those dice, you're gonna, you, you should be prepared for the consequences. And fortunately for him, he did not receive the consequences that a lot of people have by public displays of affection, public exposure. You know, I've heard stories of people going to the bathroom in alleyways and they coming for you at your hotel because they got cameras everywhere. Mm. The fact of the matter is when you put yourself in dumb situations you, and you do dumb things, dumb things happen. It ain't, it ain't rocket science. Yeah. And I don't have any – hopefully his actions are not based on head trauma that we saw, obviously, that he sustained while he was playing, and it's just bad judgment. I always tell people there's no such thing as dumb athletes. There's just athletes that do dumb things. Just like there's CEOs, just like there's owners of teams, there are people that just do dumb things. And what he is doing and continues to do with some of the commentary, the support of Kanye West and blah, 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 is all dumb stuff. And uh, hopefully he can get it right. Yeah, well, I mean, again, he since he ain't on nobody NFL team, I'm going to let that man's personal life roll. I mean, I It's can't. dumb, Barbershop. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and say it, It's dumb. If you hey, was in the locker room with him, would you well, be calling him dumb? You know what I'm saying? He ain't. He but ain't. if you so was in the locker room, would you, what would you say to him? I, would you walk by him and be like, yo, you dumb? I'm going to be like, man, we need to focus. Like, forget that dude. He ain't here no more. So let's forget him. Let him. Let, let that man ride. Obviously, you know you would be saying something because you're a defensive player. You'd have been like, hey, y'all got some dumb people on the offensive side well, like him. And you'd have been uh, pointing him in the why You taking it personal because you're a wide out. And you think that you see that, that brotherhood of wide outs, you feeling like he, you need to – uh, uh, say something about his actions. And I stuff. know for a fact that he the defensive guys, he make, James Hasty, Dale Carter, Derek Thomas, Neil Smith, I could go through a whole list of cats that would have had him on the bulletin board in the locker room from the defensive side. You, we just got finished talking about in the first quarter about the about the locker room bucket. You know, you know. <laughs> Bucket. <laughs> I ain't even going to entertain your shenanigans right now. We got to go to a break. It's halftime at Players Only. When we come back, we're going to tackle the text line. Remember, 913-586-7610. Got the text line and the phone lines open. We already got a few. We're going to tackle them in the third quarter. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we're back. Halftime's over. We got our oranges, Gatorade. Getting ready to rumble back in this third quarter of Players Only. I am Danon Hughes. I'm here with Barbershop, a.k.a. Sean Barber. In third quarter of the show, Barbershop, we always tackle the text line, phone lines. They are still open, 913-586-7610. 913-586-7610. First one, got to go to the joke first. From the 816, hey, what kind of car is guaranteed to break down in Kansas City? I have no idea. Derek. Oh, come on. Screw the Raiders. <laughs> uh, I'm sitting there thinking he's making a personal drive. Like, what is this like a scene me driving around? I in set my, you up perfectly. That's how it's supposed to be. You ain't supposed to school. know the answer afterwards. I'm just saying, I, I thought he was making it like, like really like barbershop's car because he's like driving some old school, something like some raggedy type joint. Oh, you got what? You got a Bentley? Nah, you got a Bentley bro, out there. Know, you know, I, got, I, I know how it, you roll. I keep it corporate, bro. I got corporate white Ford. My <laughs> man down, my man Lee, Lee Walton down at Ottawa Ford. Got to take care of them. There See you that? Go. Cha-ching, ching. Cha-ching, ching. I hear you, man. Shoot, I got a jalopy. It's uh, all good. All right, from the 816, Raiders week makes my allergies worse. I'm allergic to their horrible brand of football. <laughs> yeah, Raiders week, man. I, you know what? It's... Oh, we'll now talk. we can. Now we can, we good. No, now fourth can. quarter. I'm just reading text messages. Oh. The fourth quarter is for ah. who we play, man. I'm trying to. I'm trying to like ah, conserve things. If you want to go ahead and dive in, like you on the show too, you don't have to. Like I don't. I don't need to call audible for you to go ahead and. Now, every time make I try to start off with Raider Week, you, nah, man, you gotta say that. Say that energy. Say that. Say that for fourth quarter, man. It's Raider Week. Every time I try to get out, Raider Week. Try to pull me right back in. On the text line, y'all talk about Raider Week. What does Raider Week mean to you? What it means to me, I can tell you what it means to me. It's a, it's a, it's a focus. It's a complete focus. That whole week is a different mentality of practice. That, 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 that week of practice, every finger gets taped up individually, <laughs> and then a little sharpie comes out and puts a little symbol on each finger, and then every uh, 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 missed tip ball or miss interception, it ain't, it ain't the ten pushups. It's twenty five because it's Raider week. Every little mental error, alignment, assignment, that's. 50 push-ups on the side, not the five, not the 10, no, 50. 
because it's Raider week. Everything is intensified a little bit, and it takes you, you carry that over into the game because you make a little bit extra sacrifice against these suckers because you're going to face them twice a year, and every year you're here in Kansas City. And you got to go to the – we had to go to the black hole. Now it's Vegas, you know, a Sin City. You got to go to <laughs> see them suckers. <laughs> suckers. Yeah, man. It just, it don't, it just didn't feel right. So yeah. you got to take care of business, man. You got to take care – and, the, man, the Chiefs organization, ever since Andy's – they've been taking care of business against these Raiders, man. They've been uh, racking up the wins. Obviously, Raiders the and Broncos. The, yeah, the divisional wins. It's just something, man, something in my, my, my crawl just – in your spirit, yeah, in, man, in like a little, little, little thorn in my side when I see the Raiders. I mean, I was so happy, that, you know, zero and three to start of the season. Um, obviously, the addition of Chandler Jones and the addition of uh, um, seventeen, what's his name, Devontae, Devontae Adams. Adams. Yep. Yeah, I, you know, man, like that, man. This team is they got a new coach. They got some weapons on each side of the ball. Man, they're gonna be man forced to reckon. It was nothing happier. Every time I looked at the Chiefs' victory, the Chiefs' win, the Chiefs' score, I always caught myself peeking to see what the silver and black was doing. I just but, wanted to know what the Raiders did that same week. Well, if there was some misunderstanding about the importance of Raider Week to the current Chiefs, because I think a lot of fans out there thought that when Marty Schottenheimer left and Gunther Cunningham left and you know, you had that old era of Chiefs football that that was the hated time, and now it, it really kind of dissipated in recent years. Listen to the post-game wrap-up with Patrick Mahomes in the locker room. After Andy spoke, Patrick kind of got out and, and said some stuff, and he said, you know what week this is. Mm. And that's your leader. That's our leader in the locker room. For right Immediately after the Buccaneers win in the locker room, Post game saying, you know what week this is. That kind of goes back to what started when I was playing, where Marty Schottenheimer, we would come off the field. This is literal. We would come off the field no matter who we were playing the game before, no matter if we won or lost. As soon as we got to the locker room, there was paper, there was written words on the on the chalkboard, on the dry erase board that said, F the Raiders, it's Raider Week. Hate the Raiders, get your mind right, all of these different sayings. We hadn't even showered from the previous game yet. <laughs> I like that. And that's how it is. And just that kind of reminded me when I was in when I was watching Patrick after that game last week against the Bucks, you know, it's darn near midnight, East Coast. We're wrapping up, trying to get on the plane. We're gonna get home at four thirty in the morning. And he's like, you know what week it is. So yeah, it is for real. I see from the text line. True story, first sentence I ever spoke, I hate the Raiders. It's never stopped. I like that. I like that attitude. Um, So, also from the 816, I'm sorry, from the 402. Uh Uh-oh. Is that? That's uh, Nebraska, ain't it? 402. Mike and Gardner, do you think the Chiefs should go after OBJ? I mean, I can answer. No, we don't. There's... Like the Andy's offense is not for nobody coming in midstream trying mm-hmm. to figure it out. Like it's a complicated offense. We got a room full of receivers. We actually brought what Marcus Kemp back, so another uh, guy that knows the offense is back as the practice squad. So we got enough guys to fill the role. Um, the, the 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 thinking that we need some something extra. We need some other weapon to do what we got guys that are um, open. 
We got guys that are getting open. We got a guy that can get the ball. Our ball is we're moving down the field. We scored 41 against what was the number one defense in the league. And now we want to, you know, screw with the chemistry in the wide receiver room by bringing in, you know, a known disruptor. That that, that just doesn't make good football sense. I yeah. can understand from a fantasy standpoint, if you got OBJ and you're sitting on him and you want him to get connected with Pat Mahomes, that might help you out. But as far as, you know, what the purpose and what the passion and what everything is done here in Chiefs, Chiefs Kingdom, I mean, I think everybody's focused on, you know, finishing the season strong, getting to the playoffs, making a run at another Lombardi. I think the that question could be answered differently if you had one or two of your top three receivers go down. Maybe you would look at something like that. Uh, I just also saw you saw you talked about Marcus Kemp. I just I also noticed that we also signed Chris Conley, former Chief, to the practice squad. Ooh, like Again, that too. not necessarily a glaring sign, but at least you know he knows the he knows about this organization. He knows about Andy Reid's uh, philosophy. He knows about this offense. So it's not like you're starting from scratch. Yeah. Uh, both, both high character, both hardworking. Yeah, help on special teams can be gunners can. You know, don't shy away from contact. Can yep. be great blockers. All the things you want to see in those uh, bottom end um, players. Well, they know their role because here's the situation: if you get a guy like OBJ that comes in here, if he doesn't get the ball, if he doesn't get eight targets a game, it's a disruption, mm. right? That's just because that's his role. It's kind of like we're watching basketball and we're we're in here in the studio and watching the Nets. If if KD on the Nets doesn't get his 20 shots a game, it's a problem, regardless if they win or lose. So I don't know if you want to bring that into this culture. Everything has kind of worked where the leader of this team is Patrick Mahomes. The voice of this team is Patrick Mahomes. And then you have Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, Frank Clark after that. And pretty much that pretty much does it. To bring somebody else in that's never been a part of this, I think would be more of a disruption than we would want in the Chiefs' kingdom. Another one from the 616 acts about Indomitian Sue. I think Indomitian Sue knows his role. He's a sharp dude. I've, I've talked to him, known him for several years. I think he would be a huge asset, but he would know, he would know what he's coming into, just like Melvin Ingram the third did, just like T. Sizzle did during the Super Bowl year, you get, and just like Carlos Dunlap is doing now. You get those high-quality veterans that know their role on this team. They're not trying to come here and be something, be a superstar, be the voice. I think Sue could fit that if if it was necessary. Again, but those are those are people that you might go after if somebody goes down with injury. I yeah. think right now we, we can stand pat with what we have. Yeah, I think on both sides of the ball, offensive defensively, there are some former Chiefs guys that have been, um, that have been with some other teams that are now free agents that – you know, bringing anyone, even bringing Fisher back, E. Fisher, like bringing guys like that back that you know they already know the system, it's an easy fit. It's a you know plug and play type situation, and you just want the guys to get back in here and you know, get them some reps, make sure they're healthy and could be a swing tackle if needed. Uh, those are the value picks that you add up and put um, in those roster spots. And obviously, we got to you know uh, you know we we're gonna have to make room for when um, Willie Gay comes back. You know, we're gonna have to make mm-hmm. a cut there. So. You know, filling up all those spots, uh, sometimes it's good just to fill, you know, hey, we want to kick a few tires, see what you got, um, see, you know, kind of find out where you are um, with no plans of you actually making an active roster being there on game day. But it's just good um, intel for our uh, evaluation staff. Yep. 
Last one, you got Adams has over 100 yards in two of the four games that the Raiders have played. 50% chance that he will be over 100 yards. Do you think he will be over 100 yards? I personally don't care if yeah. he's over 100 yards. Um, let's worry about Josh Jacobs. Let's worry yeah, about Josh that, Jacobs, that running game. He, he, he ran keep... for 144 yards last game. Running game keeps out offense on the sidelines, which keeps Patrick Mahomes on the sidelines. 110 of his 144 yards were between the tackles. That's an attitude type of run. That's where we were proficient last week when we ran for 189 yards as a team. Uh, so I don't, I, I don't necessarily care. I mean, 100 yards as a receiver, you can have one big catch and then a few mediocre catches and still get over 100. Not trying to minimize it, but the effect of the game will be based more on the um, – the running game and how proficient the running game is this week. So I'm watching Josh Jacobs more so than Devontae Adams. With that, we're done with the third quarter. Players only, Sean Barber. I am Dane and Hughes. When we come back, we're going to dig more into the Raiders. I feel like we talked about the Raiders. We got the phone line is open. We'll tackle that real quick when we come back. Let's get into the Raiders. It is Raiders week. DAHughesGuy83 on Twitter. Barbershop. What are you looking at me? My, my mic is on. No, man, don't. It wasn't on? Bro, stop oh, it. Oh, cap. I thought it was on. Cap. My bad. Okay, we going to the cap we got Big no T on the phone line. What's up, Big T? Hey, hey, you guys. Great show, man. I love listening to both of you, bringing that player's perspective, man. And, you know, you guys played, and it is. It's Raiders week, baby. That other game's over. That was a great job of those guys. They... They, they blew Tampa away. But, man, when I was growing up in my house, man, you, when you came out of the womb, you hated the Raiders. It was Raiders. Mm-hmm. It was on. Uh, I grew up when I was younger. I remember Lenny, uh, uh, Davidson getting Lenny Dawson. And it's been on ever since. A lot of people said that's gone away. I say BS. We, we've got to stomp the Raiders. And, and there's a motto, and I'll say it before and I'll say it again. Raiders will always reside at the avenues of, of, of Loser, Loser Street, and, and, and stinky turd avenue and let's go out let's go out and beat them raiders this week let's put it to a monday night the fans are going to be pumped up it, it, it's at home we're on monday night football baby they're going to be juiced the raiders better be ready and i think our defensive line is going to take it to to their offensive line what are you guys thinking as always let's stop the raiders into the ground love it love the energy thanks big t for the call barbershop where has he been I know. Like, I'm just saying this we ain't need that energy every Monday, you man. Been, Big T. I, I mean, mean, every Thursday. I am. I do got a little special place in my heart for Dan. I'm sorry that he ain't calling. I'm, I'm wondering. Yeah. I want to check to make sure he all right. Just if you know him, tell him, hey man, reach out to us. Let him know we, he all right because I do miss my man Dan. Yep. But Big T, choo 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 choo. You know, pulling the horn, but he said it right, man. It's a uh, loser street, stinky turd avenue, <laughs> right on the corner is where you found Al Davis and the Raiders. The whole organization, they just sit there. Every single day on the corner. Hope you don't see Al Davis out there. Like, yeah, on that corner? seeing ghosts. Uh, they might, yeah, they might see some ghosts. They did seeing that. some ghosts. They, they saw some ghosts after that. After they did that victory lap around Arrowhead a yeah, few years ago. Yeah, I was waiting for you to bring that up. The old victory lap, right? What was worse? In your mind. Stomping? The, the stomping on the logo or the victory lap. If you're in the locker room yeah. and you heard 
hey, they just did a, a victory lap in, around the uh, the stadiums. Or you in the locker room and you about to go out for kickoff and you heard they were stomping on the logo. I would appreciate the stomping on the logo because you give me some opportunity to get some. Right then. Right then and there. Retribution. I don't have any respect about circling the stadium after a win because, like, that's you, like high school. When you get here, circle the stadium. Like, yeah. right when you arrive here, before you get <laughs> be, off the bus, be circle, who you are. circle the stadium <laughs> so I know that, oh, that's the energy, that's yeah. the vibe. Yeah. Okay, now get off the bus and let's handle business. See, I know, Barbershop, we are, yeah, that post, like, post we are like minded in, in several ways. I think uh, I'm the school of thought, anybody could talk after. Yeah. Like you ain't, Talk that before. Ain't even, like I'm in, I, me, you and I are in fantasy football leagues. You know, I'm in fantasy football leagues with my college buddies, and it got cast that talk afterwards. Man. Like anybody could do that. Yeah, like, like talk before. Yeah, I see the score too, bro. Yeah, you beat me. Okay. Yeah. Like anybody could do that. Talk before. Like give give me some incentive before. Maybe put some money on it before. But anybody could talk afterwards. So you know, you could you could you could drive your bus. Around, you could grab one of them bird scooters and ride around <laughs> if you want, but that's after the game. <laughs> but talk, talk to me before the game, just like like I can appreciate Shaq Barrett. Now you got your foot in your mouth. You talk before the game. We did something about it. You got your foot in the mouth. That's, I mean, that's it. But I, I will say this in this matchup, and I want to hear your perspective too. The game comes down to repeating what, a little bit of what we talked about in quarter three. Game's going to come down to stopping the run. Maybe not to the extent of three yards like we did last week because I don't feel like the Raiders will be crazy enough to say we're going to win this game on Derek Carr's arm. That's basically what the Buccaneers said. They said, you know what, we got to go blow for blow, score for score because Patrick is on some magical stuff right now and Tom Brady's the greatest. Let's put the ball in Tom Brady's hand 52 times. Now, if you remember our Super Bowl run, even the AFC championship run where we lost to Tom Brady – the mistakes that teams made against us is that at some point during the game, they decided we got to score with these cats. You think about John Harbaugh and the Ravens. Going for it for four. Going for it on fourth yeah. downs multiple times because they felt like we got to go blow for blow, score for score with, these, with this team. And the teams that won that year, I remember specifically the uh, Houston Texans coming to town, Running the ball down our throat, keeping Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. Do you remember the embarrassing Tennessee Titans, Tennessee Titans down in Tennessee? Yeah. Running the ball down our throat, keeping Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. That seemed to be as good a recipe for success against the Chiefs as anything else. And then you go against the Bucks that say, you know what? We're going to throw the ball 52 times because we feel like we got to score a bunch of touchdowns. Might have been true. Not necessarily the best way to approach the Chiefs. I can't imagine that the Raiders will come in. Derek Carr, six touchdowns, four interceptions on the season, uh, coming off a game where Josh Jacobs ran for 144 yards, that they would say, you know what? We're going to show Derek Carr versus Patrick Mahomes who's the best in the league. I don't think that's going to be a recipe for their success. Defensively for the Raiders, Diablo, Max Crosby, if he's here, if his baby isn't born, uh, those are going to be a handful that we got to reckon with. Well, like Dre said, man, and my man Ice-T, Ice Cube said, Monday's going to be a good day. Monday? Monday Night Football. That's what they said in the song? No smoking. No hog. No fog. <laughs> no barking from the dog. No smog. And mama cooked the breakfast with no pog. No hog. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. We're going we to get Hey, mm-hmm. we, got, we got a Cliff Notes version of this song. I'm trying, Today to, keep was it, a good I'm day. trying to keep it. 
family clean, orientated. It's hard to take out all the NWA stuff. I man. hate that we have to end this show on that note. But at least I got my mic on. I, I got my mic on too now. <laughs> they didn't use Instagram. Da Hughes guy eighty three. Sean Barber. And Sean Barber fifty nine something. Don't don't worry about it, man. It's Google. Just find me. Hate the Raiders. It's Raiders week. It's we'll see y'all week. next week after the W. We out. This is Players Only with Damon Hughes and Sean Barber. Thursday nights at 6 on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. See app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.